You're listening to the Alliance Specialty Podcast, dedicated to insurance and risk management solutions and trends shaping the market today. Welcome back, everyone, to another Alliance Specialty Podcast. I am Bobby Horn from Alliance Cyber Group, and today I'm joined by my friend and co-leader within the Alliance Cyber, Megan O'Malley. Today, we're going to be discussing the state of the cyber market with respect to pricing, retentions, and key coverage considerations, and also what to be on the lookout for in the near and distant future. To kick us off, Megan, why don't you tell us kind of what you're seeing as far as changes in the marketplace, certainly from the last couple of years? Sure thing. Thanks, Bobby. Gosh, I feel like our messaging in general, especially the last quarter, has been that our market has stabilized, right? We're seeing flat retentions pretty much across the board and really starting to see some premium relief. And I don't want to say it's a softening market because I don't think it is. I think our insureds who are getting really good results, really positive results, and definitely far better results than they had the last few years, are the insureds who've put the effort in, who've put the work in to become better risks over the last couple of years. Those are the type of people that are seeing flat retentions and flat to even slight decreases in their premiums. However, that doesn't really go for not just every insured, it also doesn't go for every industry. I happen to think that the industrial industries, you know, true industry, those who rely on operational technology, so we're talking oil and gas, utilities, manufacturing, I think they're probably still struggling. And a lot of that is led by a few carriers in those industries and those sectors that are driving increases across their board. They've just done, you know, standard increases from 15 to 20% across the board. But I do think otherwise, the market really has stabilized when it comes to premium for the insureds who have done the work. Yeah, I think that's what I've seen as well on, on you know, my book of business, you know, what, where we have been able to secure decreases in some cases. You know, I think you know, that's really more just a function of, especially on, on larger towers where the excess rates are coming down you know, more significantly than, than any sort of primary decreases. So you know, the, any decreases we're getting on the programs are really driven by increased limit factor coming down from a, a 90 or 95% rate down to something like 70, 75. And that's been what's driving you know, the decrease we're seeing. You know, I think also, you know, to your point, right, it, it still comes down to whether the, the right controls are there. Yeah. Because if they're not in place, we are still seeing some increases, just not to the level that we saw maybe in 2021 and, and 2022. And I think in your, also to your point, you mentioned, you know, with respect to, you know, the, the true industrial type risks, the oil and gas and, and manufacturing types, that operational technology exposures is a very real exposure. And I think we're seeing more and more carriers ask very specific question sets around what those controls look like from an OT perspective, right? So while you may have a, you know, everything buttoned up from your enterprise corporate level, are those same controls being implemented from an operational standpoint? Or, you know, are your networks segregated? Certainly, whether it's Beasley or Axis, uh, you know, having separate set of supplemental questions with respect to that type of exposure. Yeah, and I think you're right about, you know, the excess. I think excess is where we've really seen some premium relief But also, I've seen a lot of carriers who last year were only putting out $5 million lines wanting to put out $10 million lines. I've actually had an overabundance of capacity on some larger towers that are buying, you know, 60 to 100 million. We've been oversubscribed. And that hasn't happened in, what, three or four years probably now? So I do think that's a really, really good sign of where the insurer's heads are. Because they're saying to us, you know, we're seeing an increase in ransomware right now. And yet their appetite's grown. So I do think it's something that we can be cautiously optimistic about, right? I think you're right. And it's, it is 
Very true. I mean, I've had to un- unfortunately bump incumbents off of programs where we had quota shares up the tower. To your point, right? We're now seeing carriers willing to put up tens, so those quota shares aren't necessary. And unfortunately, it's a tough conversation to have with an underwriter, but at the same time, it's a, a great conversation to have with our clients. You know, the market is flush with capacity at this point, and whether it's new capacity and you know companies like Bowhead or, or Vantage able to put up you know ten million dollar limits, it's resulting in great renewals for for our clients. But you mentioned the kind of the cautiously optimistic, you know, attitude we have, you know, looking forward, you know, what we keep hearing and we've been hearing for months now is that the amount of ransomware attacks is on the rise. I think everything I've, I've been told from, you know, my conversations with underwriters is that 2022 was a bit of an anomaly in that a lot of displacement, you know, due to the Ukraine-Russian war, these threat actors didn't have a place to operate. But really since the beginning of, of the year, ransomware attacks are on the rise. So it's kind of a, a weird conversation to have, you know, with our clients saying, hey, look, rates are coming down yet. We also need to be aware that the carriers are still paying losses on ransomware because the, the amount of attacks, I think, you know, according to several blog sites that I, that I read through, I think the amount of ransomware attacks has gone up every single month. So it's something we just need to be mindful of and just letting our clients know, hey, look, I think, you know, we're in a good spot now for being in a, a buyer's market. But to your point, right, cautiously optimistic that we can maintain that. Anything different you've heard on your end as far as, you know, what to look forward to for the next, you know, 12 months? Not really anything different. I think the interesting thing is... I'm- I'm hearing a few mixed messages from underwriters because of the points you just correctly made. You know, the ransomware incidents are increasing. And so that is a concern to the underwriters. So there are a few who are not prepared to call this a softening market at all. They're being very, very cautious about what to say for 2024. And then there's the others who say, well, yeah, we're seeing an increase in incidents, but a decrease in the cost of the incidents because of the fact that our insurers are better protected. They've better protected their backups. They've actually tested the restorations from their backups. And so they're not having to pay the ransomware as much as they used to. And so I do feel there is some mixed messaging. Obviously, I think we can try to be, as we said, optimistic and hope that we continue to see rates flatten out and maybe some slight decreases. But I do think one thing we need to be cautious of is a couple markets out there who are being really aggressive right now, and there are a handful of them who are being oddly aggressive, you know, and I don't mean odd in a bad way. They're just being far more aggressive than some of the other standard insurers. And it's slightly worrying to me because I don't want suddenly six months from now when we have, you know, this litany of huge ransomware events that have occurred to have the market swing back up again. You know, I'd really like us to see to get to a point of proper stabilization where you're having some some flexing in kind of that 10% up, 10% down range, but not these, you know, suddenly 75% down and 60% back up swing. So it'd be great if we can veer more toward that stabilization point in the middle. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think with respect to larger clients, I don't think we're going to see the swings as much as we did in the the last two plus years. I think it's more on the SME type business where the premiums are still very aggressive or have gotten more aggressive. That sub 100 million, sub 250 million in revenue company where you can still get a million dollar policy for $5,000 or cheaper. I think that's where you're going to see more of the wild swings because one bad ransomware loss for a company that's paying 5K in premium, the insurer is never going to recoup that money, no matter how many $10,000 $10,000 policies they charge for the next 10 years, that's gone. So I think that's where we need to be more mindful of, you know, who are we placing coverage with? Is it with a stable market that's that's going to be here in the long run? Yeah, I think, you know, this is obviously a first in a, in a series of, of podcasts that we're going to be releasing in, in honor of Cybersecurity Awareness Month for October. You know, some of the things we'll be talking about this month are, you know, some of the additional concerns around, you know, vendor risk management, uh, operational technology controls, and supply chain risk management. 
So, so please stay tuned for further information along those lines. Yep. And as ever, thank you all for listening. And for more information, please join us at Alliant.com. Yeah.